0: It's time for the Bears Nation podcast with your hosts, Kevin Lapka and Jake Hassan. Get ready for a lot of fun and excitement. Strap it in. I know you're going to dig this. It's Bears Nation, baby. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Welcome into Bears Nation podcast. It is Monday, October 30th, and ladies and gentlemen, it brings me great pleasure as this is Bears Nation podcast. Myself, Jake Hassan, joined by Kevin Lapka, as always brought to you by OnTap Sports. That is my great pleasure on this day to announce the tank is officially back on. It was never really off, at least not in this household that is Bears Nation podcast, but it's officially back on. I think we can all agree uh, that the agency has ended, has resigned, is not it. Uh, the train has left the station and promptly jumped the tracks and crashed and burned. Uh after and honestly, and we'll get into was Bears lose to the Chargers on Sunday night football 31 to 10. It's just absolutely atrocious 32. showing. And it's uh nothing against Tyson Bajant. Did his best. Like whole offensive line is out, basically. No Braxton Jones. Darn Wright's playing hurt. Lucas Patrick gets a weird back injury on the plane ride over, but still plays and You know, it's just all bad. Nate Davis doesn't play again. And, you know, the kid gets put in a bad spot. Obviously, the talent on this roster leaves so much to be desired. Now, that being said, is he good? I think we have that answer to that question. Tyson Bajan is just not good. Like, he's not going to be a star. We talked about for two weeks now on this show what the realm of possibilities, what the range of outcomes was for Tyson Bajan. And because we didn't know a lot about him. I made the argument that it was within the range of possibilities for him to become a starter in the NFL or show that he had the <laughs> talent to be. That was wrong. Now we know that the range of possibilities is way lower than that. We have two games now. One against an actual team that is going to be fighting for the playoffs and say what you want about the Chargers. They always chunk it at the end. They always blow it eventually when it comes to season long you know, expectations. But right now they're a team that's desperate fighting for their playoff lives, and it showed, and you got exposed. Maybe Tyson Bagent still could be a serviceable backup. Maybe he could 100%. still be someone that can win you a game in a game-managed situation like he showed against the Las Vegas Raiders. But what we learned last night on Sunday Night Football was that Tyson Bagent ain't saving your franchise. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. I'm sure he works really hard. I'm sure all those stories are true. He's just not the savior of your franchise. It ain't happening. You're not getting a Brock Purdy situation. Sorry, you're just not. That, that's what we showed. It went out there, and, and Kevin, you said it last week. They could only run with the feel-good stories for probably about a half, and then they would get tired. By the end of that game... I mean, Mike Tarico and Chris Collinsworth were grasping for anything to oh talk about. In a game that was not competitive, they ran through all the Tyson-Bayron material in the first half. And by the second half, I mean, they're talking about anything and everything. A- a- anything to try and just bring some kind of entertainment value to a game that really had none. So, end of the day, you know... We're right back to square one. The tank is back on. Unfortunately, the Carolina Panthers win yesterday against the Houston Texans. So not only do you lose as a Bears fan, you also lose as a Carolina Panthers rooting for their losses because they win a very (laughs) stupid game against the Texans, in which Eddie Pinheiro, of course, uh, of course, former bear who missed a lot of kicks here uh, has the game winning kick for Carolina. Um, You're still, though, on the bright side. Arizona does move into the number 1 spot if you're looking at Tankathon or whatever, you know, mock drafts. Arizona's now number 1. However, the Bears whatever that was, the Bears will still hold if the season ended today, the second and third overall pick. You could still have dreams of pairing a quarterback with Marvin Harrison Jr. Um so you still have that going for you, but man, Kevin Lapka, what a dumpster fire that was. You're texting me the whole time. Well, first, let's talk about the first play of the game, which was probably the only bright spot where you had a little bit of hope for, uh, for this game, the bears come out firing. first play throw down the field, Darnell Mooney, 35 yard catch, which probably should have been a touchdown. Cause I don't think he was touched down, yeah, but whatever, never um, you know, I digress. Wouldn't have changed the game. I don't think really, but To come out firing, Kevin Lapka texts me immediately. Just, of course, they're doing this. Oh, my God. Uh, Just so predictable. And then, of course, immediately everything went to shit. But uh, it started the game out hot. Started the game out, led Tyson Bajan throw. And then he just run, run. And, oh, my God, Valus Jones Jr., which we'll get to. But, I mean, end of the day, uh, yeah, real, real slop fest of a game that was.
1: Yeah, and that ju- that first play of the game, man, like it was it was just a culmination of what the night was from like a narrative standpoint, right? Because sure. really what's dominating the headlines today, honestly, more than, I mean, it should, it should be this way, more than the way Tyson Bajan played in an actual analysis and breakdown of his game is the way that he was perceived by the broadcast, the way that he was perceived by the media, and the question of, you know, and I get to add to that, the Adam Schefter tweet the day before about oh, you know, <laughs> his, his team saw this coming. A player on the team said yeah. he could quote be the next Brock Purdy and all this smoke, right? And 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 again, you know, we knew that this would happen. But he was the storyline on Sunday Night Football. You got two teams with two wins and two teams who are two games under 500, And the Chargers are just kind of vanilla as far as like a narratives. Like they're, they're good, but they don't have a strong fan base. And, they, you know, there's not a, people, a, lot, a lot of people backing the Chargers except for the emotional super fan, everything thinks in an industry plant. And the narrative around the game was clearly Tyson Bacon. And they milked the hell out of it pregame. And they milked the hell out of it during the game. But the greater question becomes that is not a coincidence. That more than likely all comes from the team. These broadcasts, these crews, they Whoa. have production meetings with the coaching or an staff, agent. and and or, or an agent, sure. But you know, I, I can't imagine an agent just getting involved with Tarico and Condor and all of that. But it's really what it is, and we'll get into this in a little bit. I just kind of wanted to throw it out there. The teams, this all came from the team. Luke Etsy got into that meeting room and that production meeting with Chris Collinsworth and, and, and Mike Tirico and said all these things to make them say that on the broadcast. Somebody would have had to leak the thing about, you know, a oh, Paris player says the next product party to Adam Schefter. Like, all of these things come from the team. And that's a goddamn scary, 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 terrifying, horrifying reality once we kind of get into it. But going back to just the initial reaction and the overall view of the game, I mean... We told you so, and it's your fault. Not you, specifically, Jake, because you weren't on this, but uh, you, some people who set these expectations for Tyson Bajan, it's like like, I almost felt bad for the kid now because you did the same exact thing you do for everybody in this franchise, and it's hard in the Chicago market, yada, yada, and the expectations are high. But if you were the one who were saying – He could be Brock Purdy. He could be Kurt Warner. The guy on the score calling in saying he's the next Joe Burrow. He could be as good as Joe Burrow. You are the problem because now you set the expectations way too high. And now there's people on Twitter today who saying, well, you got to evaluate him like a second game rookie. No, you don't because you put expectations out there that he is the next coming of Kurt Warner and the next coming of Tom Brady and the next Mr. Irrelevant in this great story who's going to be the future starter of the Bears. If you want that to be the case, you have to evaluate him like he's a three-year starter. And you have to evaluate him the same exact way you evaluate Justin Fields on a week-to-week basis. If that's what you think, if you think he's better, if you want to insinuate that he's a better option, you evaluate him the same. And if you evaluate him the same, it, it it's not even close. I mean, it there was not like sure, did Tyson Bajen lose you the game. No, he didn't lose you the game. But did he do <laughs> anything that made you feel like he could be here for the long term and win you games consistently? And Jake's arguing that he kind of did. You lose
0: you lose you. The game I mean, the you, first it, interception I mean, was brutal. I mean that, that was, was one of the, worst br- the, the second and one was Jordan S. Yeah, and and the second one was a good play made by the def- defensive back, but also like the other one that was almost an interception. Like there were a couple that there were two that I can think off the top of my head that should have been interceptions. Two mm-hmm. that were brutal throws too. So I digress.
1: I mean, he's throwing the ball all over the place, and you know, and that's again. This is why the first play is so funny, and 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 just how we started this all off with. Is because we know the narrative throughout the week, right? Tyson Bajan could be this, he could be that. But, right, Jake, what 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 does he maybe not have that most of these quarterbacks do have, right? He doesn't have this arm strength, he doesn't have the cannon. And you know, like pretty much on Tuesday, when they started game planning for this game, I'm sure Matt Eberflus and Lucas were like oh, we're we're, we're, we're going to stick it to, we're going to tease the entire world and we're going to throw a 40-yard shot play on the first play and erase the cannon narratives and erase the, you know, he can't throw the ball deep narratives because Nathan Peterman came in and threw the Hail Mary the week before. And it was so bearish for them to do that. And, hey, great throw, right? It, it, I'm not. It was a great play. Yeah. But it was so bearish for them to do that and then look – and then do, not do it the rest of the game, first of all. Not do it the – well, they tried with the Bayless Jones play. But pretty much for the rest of the game, stay conservative, just like you did against the Raiders. No passes beyond the sticks. No passes beyond 20 yards. And we said what would happen when you have a team. And by the way, 31st-ranked pass defense in the NFL, one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. But, hey, we have a full game tape on a player who, and and, and a team who's not confident in that player throwing beyond 20 yards. What's going to happen? You ain't going to be able to move the ball. They're going to be jumping routes all over the place on these throws to the outside, and that's what you got. So it was just frustrating it's the fall back down to earth. Shane McCoy says we predicted the game perfectly. Hey, it, it's so hard being right here on this uh on this show, uh so frequently on a week-to-week basis. We are just a hundred percent accuracy. hundred <laughs> percent that is not true. But this week we we like we nailed it because we what do we And he says we went down 14-0 and we yeah. said this team will not be able to play from behind with Tyson Beijing, and right. they were not able to do that. At all. Um, well, and so- it's also,
0: they didn't even change the play call or anything at, at all once you were down. Because you take away, like, on the surface, okay, Tyson Bayent, you know, 25 for 37, 232 yards. You take away that first throw, it's 24 for 36 for 181 yards. Yeah, Like, that's brutal. Like, you take away that first completion, and this stat line looks even worse than it already does. Like, it's an absolutely atrocious. Like, it looks so bad. So, and that's the thing, too, is how many times do we have to see this with this coaching staff where you do something? like I mean, we saw this in week one against the Packers. You take a shot down the field, first play of the game, and then you turtle immediately, right. right away. I mean, look what happened on that drive. Yes, Darnell Munee wasn't touched down. Yes, it should have been a touchdown. Okay, the officials were bad. Take away that part of it. What was your play call right after? Run, run, terrible pass that ends up you get sacked on. Like, you know, run, run, Tyson Bajon gets sacked immediately because your offensive line can't protect uh, anybody. Uh, uh, can't block a, a breeze, a, a dandelion. Like, what are we talking about? So, and then you end up, you don't even kick. You, you, you punt. Like, it's just so brutal. And this coaching staff is so cowardly. Again, I will go back to the same thing that I said a couple weeks ago. This coaching staff is intentionally trying to lose games, and which is insane to say because they must have they must know that if they lose out, they lose their jobs. But even if they are trying to win, I mean who who are they trying to who are they beating? Other than maybe Arizona, like because if the Panthers are going to keep the Panthers have been an upward trajectory. Like and you saw that yesterday against the Texans, so I don't think you're beating I mean, the Panthers.
1: Justin Fields, it's it, it slightly changed with Justin Fields, but
0: still, I mean, and, and the defense is brutal. The coaching right, they, is they, horrendous. Like red. you might have the worst coach in the league.
1: You do. You might oh, have the worst. Like, oh, come on. That is I mean,
0: Arthur Smith might be worse. Arthur, okay. Arthur Smith is brutal. Dable has been terrible this year too. But yeah. point being, wh- who are you beating? Like, yeah, I know you have to beat Arizona if you want that number one pick. But like. How? You're going to beat Kyler Murray and Jonathan Gannon might be really good. So, you're beating that team? I don't think you're beating the Panthers either. Bryce Young is on an upward trajectory and if Frank Reich's nah. not calling the plays, it, Bryce Young has gotten better week over week. Like you you see like the throw That's he fair. had yesterday for the was unbelievable. Was spinning out of pressure I, and just throwing it out. That was unbelievable. Exactly. I so, so, I don't think you're beating the Panthers. Like who are you beating? You're not beating the Falcons because even Arthur Smith can show, can acknowledge that you just run Bijan Robinson 30 times against this Bears team. You're winning. You're good. You're fine. Doesn't especially if it's Taylor well, Heineke. If it's Taylor Heineke, you're losing that game going away.
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, the Bears run defense is actually really good. I mean, they did a great job last night with and Eckler and Joshua Kelly, and it's really just the pass game that got exposed. And I'm I, I really great right, So Bayline. okay,
0: so what the Chargers did with Eckler, they can't do. The Falcons can't do with B. John no, Robinson.
1: I, I'm I'm just I'm I'm just saying. I, I also will say I think the absence of Eddie Jackson, not Eddie, not as much Eddie Jackson, but more Jaquan Brisker had had a, had a decent play in how they you know defended the ball uh, through the air. We and I think that's key to recognize how significant he is to that defense. But I think the thing you're going to start to notice, Jake, is look when you 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 never want to fade a team in a moment of desperation. There's a reason I picked the Chargers on Survivor. I put all that money on the line against my favorite team. I never do that. I had the courage and the guts to do it because that's a team in desperation. Justin Herbert had him playing well. He feel like it was a perfect game for him. Brand Staley, desperation coaching for his job every game. And no matter how good or bad you are, when you're in desperation mode and you're pulling out all the stops, like you can you can be a hard team to beat. And I think you're going to start to see that. And you obviously have to start to see that with Justin Fields. right? When he comes back, assuming it's next week, he comes back next week. The Bears are two and six. That gives you nine games of this. Like, this is it, bro. Like, this is it. Right. If you want to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears going forward, which obviously I still think should be the case, and it's pending what he does in the next nine games, and depending how the draft shakes out for you, yada, yada, yada. I just, you know, I'm unsure about the prospects right now. But in these next nine games, prove it. On a game-to-game basis, Justin Fields is playing for his NFL career. That alone will give them the ability to win certain games and maybe they rally behind him and say, Hey, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be behind you for these next nine games. Even if they are your last nine, we're going to give you everything we got. So you can kind of, you know, make yourself look good, whether it's for the bears, or the next organization that you'll be going to at the end of the year, you know, we're going to give it our all for you and play for you and all this. I mean, that's the only thing that I would say about, you know, what to look for, for the rest of the season. Cause other than that, it's tank mode, but the thing is, the Bears won't do that themselves. Like it may end up shaking out that way, but last year it felt like they were actually losing games, designed to lose games, which you know probably wasn't the case. It just appeared that way. I, that that can't happen this year because none of these guys playing on the field, even Jalen Johnson, which we'll get to, even Darno Mooney, which we'll get to, are guaranteed to be a part of this organization next year. Obviously, except the guys that are on 2 or three-year contract. Three. You know what I mean? right like the, the core people the coaches the quarterback certain players like it's not a guarantee that you're on the team next year you're not just going to tank you're you're, you're going to play as hard as you can whether it's you know for them or for the next team uh to, to look at you and scout you like it, 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 that's that's what's going to happen the rest of the year i'm just okay can can we uh real quick before we move on to other analysis of this game and talk about Vales Jones junior and everything else like <laughs> I, I do it was this has been making the rounds on the internet and it should be. When Chris Collinsworth says there Justin Fields should study Tyson Bagent. Justin Fields should uh, I mean, what the fuck are a uh, part my friend, what are we doing here? I don't know if that enraged you as much as it enraged me, but that has been making the rounds on the internet and it is absolutely infuriating. To, to for him to say that and this goes back to the original conversation i started the you know my, my opening segment with that comes from somebody and there's sure. people out there that believe that there's a chance that they got into that production meeting and said we think and the coaches that is we think Justin Fields can learn things in bajent we think this guy who is a third year quarterback in the nfl was a top prospect in the draft Played at Ohio State, has every single part of his game, I still think, is better than Dyson Bajans. I don't want to hear it about getting the ball out quick. I think that's a byproduct byproduct of the game plan more than anything. Uh, Maybe it's still accurate. But to me, Jake, I thought that was completely disrespectful. And if you are a believer that that came from the team, that is just a heartbreaking reality that this team never had faith in Justin Fields. They never were going to put him in the best position to succeed. They haven't done it all year. And it's affirmation that that has and is the case right now. If that was something that they had said to Condor within the production meeting, I don't know if that enraged you the way it enraged me, but I know it's been kind of making the rounds and I feel like we had to address it. That was a sickening, sickening, sickening thing to say, a disrespectful thing to say to Justin Fields and just frustrating as hell to hear in the moment.
0: I mean, I wouldn't say it enraged me, but I mean, like the ears part, like you're like, okay, like kind of weird, but also it's like, it's generic, like it's generic, like announcer talk to me in a way too, where it's like, oh, these guys can help each other and build off each other and in the meetings and ba 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 ba. Like to me, it's partially just generic, like announcer speak of like, oh, well the bears are going to be getting fields back and how can he be better? How can they win games? Could it have come from somebody? Sure. 100%. I don't think it necessarily had to come from a coach. Could have come from somebody's agent or from another team trying to drive. Like, if there's a team out there, like, it it could have been from like, just I'm not saying reporting anything or saying anything, but, like, if the Falcons, you know, lose Desmond Ritter, he's in concussion protocol, they don't believe in Taylor Heineke, you know, maybe the Falcons are calling somebody saying, hey, we're going to pick up the phone (laughs) tomorrow and try and get a a fifth or sixth round pick, you know? So it could be another team trying to drive Fields' trade value down or something. Right. I don't know. It could be any number of things. I'm not going to speculate that it did come from the Bears, but even if it did, if you're somebody that believes that the Bears coaches were saying this or that somebody from the Bears was in you know, the production meeting saying this, then it's over. It's done. If that it's did done. come from the Bears, Justin Fields has no shot in Chicago. Not saying he has no shot as an NFL quarterback, not saying he has no shot in the NFL or elsewhere. It's in Chicago for the Bears. It's over. That's curtains. If somebody on the coaching staff, whether that be Eberflus or Getze or the video coordinator or Kevin Warren or George McCaskey or Virginia McCaskey, whoever it was, it's over. Because then that means no matter who it came from. Other people in the building also share those sentiments. And if that's the case, you're done. You have no shot. If somebody in the building, anybody on the coaching staff is saying, oh, well, our guy who, to your point, Kevin, is, is his third year in the NFL, has been in the building forever, can learn from the undrafted rookie, then it's over. They don't believe in you anymore. They're going to move on in a year or less now at this point. So, I listen, I've been very open that I think that it's over for Fields in Chicago anyway, that this coaching staff, that he had his run, it's just never going to happen here for him. I hope he goes somewhere else and is successful and is awesome and balls out. But it's just not going to happen here. I've thought that from like week three. And now, if this is what the narrative is going to be, it's completely over and it shows that other people in the building think the same way and they're just looking to who they're drafting in April.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing though, like I I I can't like, is it m- likely that he's not a Chicago Bear at the end of the year? Probably. And we've kind of come to terms with that. And I said after like what week three that, you know, I just want what's best for him. And if he has to go succeed at another place, then go succeed at another place. And maybe it just won't work out here. And a change of scenery will do him well. Yep. But you have to, you have to at least you have to at least entertain the possibility of him coming back playing like he did against the commanders and against the uh who I'm just this season has been a goddamn slog against uh, the broncos, broncos right from from a statistical standpoint doing that over a nine game span say he does that over a nine game span and say the bears don't have the number 1 overall pick there's a team that's going to be willing to give a shit ton of assets to the cardinals to move up for Caleb Williams a desperate team you know who is in that range and i don't think the bears would you know probably be One of them, uh, they probably, I mean, potentially, but who knows? If you have Justin Fields' statistical output in the last nine games that is similar to the two games against the commanders and the Broncos, it would be the most criminal, unjustifiable move to move on from him at the end of the year. If it was a decision by the coaching, by the organization and coaching staff, it would be unjustifiable. You would let a guy walk out the door who, if he kept that statistical output up, would be near the first 4,000 yard pass from the NFL. Uh, or sorry in, in Bears franchise history right would be close to that he's not going to get there because he's now missed a couple games but he'd be close right the touchdown interception ratio at the time was 8 to 0 if he keeps that going it would be you know unbelievable the passer rating looks really good the completion percentage looks good all these different things right it would be criminal to walk away from it so i am just putting it out there that i don't think you should entirely close the door that there is a possibility that he does play well enough the next nine games, where you're just don't you just don't have a choice. Like you, it would be a worse look for you as Ryan Poles to get rid of him and start fresh than if you were to retain him after everything that has already occurred. So I just I don't think. And look, I understand my potential biases and, and my viewpoint of Justin Fields. And of course, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let that fly into the red. That's a real thing for me. But objectively. Even if you don't like Fields and if you are a Baygent guy or whatever, if he plays that well for the next nine games, you're just comfortable walking away from him. I mean, I, I just, I, I, I don't think, I don't think it's possible. I, I, I really, really don't. And maybe you do what I said and you keep him around and you have two, say it's two and three, you trade down from two or something. Someone gets really excited for Drake May. You trade down from two, you secure a 2025 first-round pick, and there you have insurance again if things don't work out. Like I don't know, but at this point, like. Again, well, I, I still think it's possible and, and and it's it's open for possibility and you have to keep it open.
0: Well, the problem is again, you have to think about this like your Ryan polls. Like you can't if you lose a bunch of the like okay, let's say you beat the Cardinals and you know let's say you beat the Vikings because it looks like they're gonna bottom out now without Kirk Cousins. Let's say you get two more wins. Okay, you go two and whatever it is, two and nine or two and seven the rest of the way over the last nine games. Mm-hmm. Okay, like you finish near the bottom of the league again, and you like you just wouldn't. If you're Ryan Pulse and you have back-to-back campaigns with three wins, and you are going to do the same plan you did last year, where you trade down out of a position to draft a quarterback very highly in the draft and then get a first round pick for the next year and say, oh, well, there's our insurance. Because again, we've talked, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. If you're Ryan Poles, right, then your seat it. starts yeah, yeah, to get more. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to be able. To, so yeah. you, while you may be right, Kevin, that, oh, Justin Fields b- plays really well, but you still lose games, but you can't justify well. sure you can. Ryan Poles absolutely can, because then you say full sweep, full, because then if you don't, we're back, we're back in that same cycle of hell that we've talked about where, okay, coaching staff changes. Maybe they believe in Justin Fields. Oh, they gave it one year. Nope. Turns out Fields isn't the guy. Oh, well, we gotta give these coaches a chance right, to draft right, somebody right, they right. like. Okay, right. well, that doesn't work out. Then the coaches get fired two years later. Then a coaching staff comes in for that quarterback thinking they can fix him. They can't. Then they get to draft their guy, and we're just doing it over and over. You're Ryan Poles, you're sitting there, you're six and twenty-eight or whatever, six and uh 22 over the last two years and you got to make a decision and you got to say, okay, my seat's going to get warm. If I have another year like this, then it's over. I got to start fresh completely with a new quarterback, new coaches and try to get to six wins to save my job, which sounds so insane to say that six wins would save a job, but that's what it would be. And so Ryan Poles isn't going to do that. He's not going to say, oh, well, we could just try again in 2025 then. It's not going to happen. If you lose all these games, like the only th- way that Justin Fields sticks around in Chicago is if you go like seven and two over the ne- end of the season, maybe just barely miss the playoffs, and then you just and then you can try and run it back. But that's not going to happen. Again, who are you beating on the rest of the schedule? At the Saints, you ain't winning that game.
1: They'll w- they'll win a dumb game. They can <laughs> like, beat the Saints. Okay. I, I I do it's just first game back, back. first
0: big, first game back for Fields. Not going to happen. Maybe. And the Saints defense actually decent, especially at home. Home against the Panthers. Okay, you I think you probably win that game because at home. Maybe Thursday night. though, short week. I don't know. Lions, you're losing that game. Vikings in Minnesota. Probably a coin toss. Honestly, like, what if they sign Case Keenum? Probably a coin toss. Home against the Lions, losing that game. At the Browns, have you seen what Miles Garrett has been doing? You lose that game, doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Home against the Cardinals, probably win that game. Home against the Falcons, probably lose that game, to be honest, especially if it's Taylor Heineke. And then at the Packers to close it out, limp into the – you think that team's getting up for that game? Not a chance. So, all right, you win two more games. The Packers are terrible. So you, you go 3-14 and 14 again? and you think, yeah, but and you think they're keeping it well, it doesn't matter Kevin that's what I'm telling you though. it no it isn't know. it doesn't matter for Ryan if Ryan Poles is going to fire the coaching staff which he will if they go three and 14 again it doesn't matter how well Fields plays Poles is going to try and save his job he can't afford to kick the can down the road again he tried that this year they'll mix it doesn't matter if he QB balls is out
1: kicking the can down the road it's it, the same thing you're, but you're, it gives you're, you're, it
0: gives him more time it uh, gives it, it he can't kick it down the road for another year with fields. It's just the, it's not going to save his job. At least if you bring in a new coaching staff with a new quarterback as the general manager, that gives you at least two more seasons, at least if not longer, like that's what he's going to do to try and save his job. It doesn't matter. Right, wrong and different about Justin Fields. If he both, they'll say, well, can't stay healthy, still didn't win games. So we got to move on because they're not going to want to pay him. Whatever it may be. So they're no, gonna they start, to they're gonna start from year. zero. They're gonna start from zero because if you have to think about this, not as the fan, you have to think about I'm this not. as a general manager who's looking at three and three and whatever the fuck the record is I just said, three and uh twenty-eight over the last two years. That's how you have to evaluate this. But getting a rookie quarterback with a new coaching staff buys Ryan Poles more time to save his own ass. He's not he's ripped. not gonna he's not gonna cut the wire. For everybody else, he's going to try and save his own ass. Especially, I mean, do do we disagree that the writing is on the wall that Ibraflus is getting fired at the end of the year? Oh,
1: we know that. So we know that.
0: Like, it, like, would you really rather do this again with Justin Fields with the new coaching staff and risk staying in this sequence and then possible another bad coaches? Like, who? Would you really rather pass on May or Williams to yeah, maybe to give Justin Fields one more chance? That was supposed to be this year. It's over. He's had the chances. Let him go have a chance somewhere else. Kevin, you're not getting anywhere with Justin Fields here. It's over. You need to accept that. It doesn't matter. We can, we can play this iffy balls out forever. We've been playing that game for a year and a half, and it's still gotten you nowhere. It's gotten you three wins, and it's gotten you four wins over the last 18 months. We can't keep doing this. You have to at some point start fresh. I agree. I think Justin Fields could be awesome somewhere else. It's just not going to be here. It's just not at this point. It can't be. Because no, like it's just not going to happen here. And if you want the Bears to succeed, I'm sorry, but you can't. Bring another new coaching staff. You can't bring in a third coaching staff for Justin Fields. You can't. That's mismanagement. That's being a brain dead organization. That's asking for failure. A third coaching staff with the same guy. You can't do that. It's a, that would be asinine. That would be insane. Like that would break me as a fan. Like that would like if you give this guy a third coaching step, and I get it, Eberflu stinks, and I know Matt Nagy sucks. Exactly. But so you you're can't, you're proving the point. But you can't do that again. Like you just you, a third coaching step for one quarterback? Yes. When has yes. that ever worked?
1: Here's, here's we'll, we'll, But what you're saying, that you think that Justin Fields is going to survive on another team, and he's going to go ball on another team, and that would be the third coaching staff for him. It's going to prove your point. He's going to go to the right situation. He's going to be a fucking all-pro, and we're going to go back to this moment and say, what the hell? We should have ran it back with him with a coach who actually knows what he can do. That's exactly what's going to happen. We all know it's going to happen. A quarterbacks in the first round of race. We don't know what's going to happen. We, think, we think it could happen. I, I, I know it's going to happen. I mean, sure, we think it's going to happen. It's, nothing's for sure. But it, it, it's more than likely that's going to happen. We all know that. Everybody kind of knows that. I think if you bring in Ben jo- – if you, I would much prefer them bring in Ben Johnson and build a team – through the trenches in the draft, around get him Marvin Harrison Jr., get him Olu Fashanu, build around Justin Fields, rather than restart, guess what? New coaching staff, new quarterback, neglect everything else again. You're trying out Larry Borum. You're trying out Jatir Carter at the offensive line. Quarterback's going to get killed in the first year. Uh-oh, questions again after the first year. What's the problem with the quarterback? It's the quarterback's fault now. And then you're going to have the same cycle over and over again just with a new guy. You might as well have the same problem with the same guy and then move on after that. I just, I, I can't. I I can't do this. I can't re retool and and try to find the other guy again. I don't. You found the. You have the guy. You have the guy. And I know people don't believe that. I know the Bears organization doesn't believe that. But you have the guy that's worth giving a shot to. And you are not putting your hundred percent into giving the shot to him. And that is unforgivable. And I it, it, and that's why it always sticks with me is because you might be right, but. To, to come to terms with the, fe- like that is a fireball offense for Ryan Poles. It's a fireball offense for like, I'm almost at the point. It's a fireball
0: offense to, fuck- to move on from Justin Fields as your Ryan Poles.
1: It's a fireball offense to come to the realization that they didn't do everything they could to put this quarterback, who's the best talent to ever walk through the organization, in the best position to succeed. And you are now forced to potentially start this all over and do this all over again. And maybe you do get a quarterback like Caleb Williams and Drake May. And what are the odds that you put him in the best situation to succeed? And yada, 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 over and over and over. And I'm not saying the Bears shouldn't draft a quarterback if it comes to it, because quarterbacks will never succeed in Chicago. That's a dumb narrative. But... Mm -hmm. I'm almost at the point where, like, Ryan Poles is on the hot seat. Like, I don't want to give yeah. him all this time, too. Like, I, I, if you're going to restart and redo it all, redo it all. Like, if you're going to restart everything, if you're going to clean house at the end of the year, clean house, get rid of Ryan Poles too because he played a part in not allowing this whole Justin, Field things to work, Justin Fields thing to work out. And if we come to this realization that he was never the guy for him and the whole trade with Carolina was more of insurance for the next draft than it was support for Justin Fields, then yes, get the hell out of here. I'm almost, I'm sick of Ryan Poles. I'm almost out on him right now. Especially, And I think it's just like, I'm I'm frustrated by the trade deadline right now, and I'm frustrated about you know Jalen Johnson's not getting contract. If it didn't happen by 11:35 on Monday, it's not gonna it's not gonna happen for the deadline. It's not gonna be a last minute thing. Like, what the hell are we doing? Keep good players around. Find a way to make this team good. Don't just do this same old bullshit and continue to not build around good players. I'm just I'm fucking sick of it. I'm sorry. And we both kind of went on a rant here, and it's deserving and this because like no matter which way you slice it, like. Nothing looks like it doesn't it doesn't look good for them, no matter which yeah. way you slice it. Like it, 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 it doesn't appear that there is a solution in place. It does. It, you don't have faith that things are going to work out. Right. If they clean house, what's the faith? They, they hire the right head coach. Right. They, they probably won't. Like, I I, I I don't know, man. And like, again, I, I know this is going to sound real homerish from a Justin Field standpoint for me with everything I'm saying right now. And I get that. But objectively, especially if that output is there for the next nine games, even if they lose, even if they lose games, you will. It, three years down the road, you'll look back. You'll have Jarek Mayer, Clay Williams. They'll be looking mid as usual for a Bears quarterback, and then Justin Fields will be hoisting the Lombardi for the Atlanta Falcons or hoisting the Lombardi for you know the Minnesota Vikings, a division rival, and we'll all be saying, "Well, shit." Maybe we should have kept this guy around. Maybe we should have, you know, built around this guy. And, hey, I could be wrong. Maybe he goes there and he regresses and becomes the worst version of himself. I don't know. But at this point, with the talent that you know that he has, it's, it's the same – Banking on Justin Fields at this point in his career is the same as banking on Drake Williams or 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 Drake Mayor Caleb Williams. It's the same. There's nothing there's nothing new or significant or greater about those guys except for the fact that they're three years younger and you reset the contract. But at that point, I don't care. That's where I'm at. I'm so goddamn frustrated with this organization. I'm so frustrated with this team and just the culmination of everything after last night about how they feel about this organization and you know putting Tyson Bajan on a pedestal when they never did it for Justin Fields. It's just it's. Uh, it's it's I'm 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 just I'm I'm I can't man I'm can't I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway, Vaylas Jones Jr. How does oh, that guy? God. Have a job? Uh,
0: I mean, I tweeted could Jake
1: Asan have caught that pass? Let's play that game.
0: Anyone, any me or you or anyone in the chat right now could have caught that pass, especially because he could have caught it sitting down, like he was sitting. He fell down, turned around sat upright, and it still dropped directly into his lap. (laughs) Directly. All he had to do was go like this, and that's a touchdown catch. Like, this guy – and honestly, I give Tyson Bajan credit for recognizing a broken play and going for it. Like, I give him credit for that. But, like, oh, my God, Valus Jones Jr. If Like, how how did that guy – if that guy's key card works today –
1: Give him the Jamal Adams treatment.
0: I mean, like, like <laughs> legitimately. Like, how, how do you justify keeping that guy? At least last year he was a rookie, he showed flashes of kick return. He's not even doing that anymore. Like, get this guy to the CFL so immediately. I it's just like so stupid. Like, and and Tyson Bajan, like, good throw. Any like well,
1: yeah, a, anybody yeah, else on the
0: him. team makes that catch. Like this guy, Vail Jr. falls down, pushes in himself into a sitting upright position. It's like, oh, where am I? Oh, football. Nope. Like what? What do we what are we doing? Like this guy is so brutal. And you might be right. Maybe Ryan Poles is just bad. Like maybe he's just bad at his job. It, like I don't think we're gonna get a resolution to it because I don't think yeah. I, I don't think Kevin Warren's firing him after two years. Because again, I think Kevin uh, Ryan Poles is gonna go into that, you know exit interview, exit meeting, and be like, well, I didn't pick the quarterback and I didn't really get to pick the coach. So, you know, there's that. Like that's what he's gonna hang his hat on. If Kevin Warren buys it, I don't know. But oh my God. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just a perfect encapsulation of being a Bears fan. That that play. Like Quarterback for once recognizes a broken play for once goes for it all. No flags on the play and your receiver oh, no and your receiver. And despite falling down, your receiver still has an opportunity to make the play and score points. And just doesn't that that's being a bears fan. Honestly, if anyone were to ever ask me, what's being a bears fan? Like I would just show, show that clip. Bears. You're Backup quarterback, somehow, some way, recognizing a broken play, somehow, some way, somebody doesn't commit holding or a false start, and your receiver falls down and still is in a position to catch the ball and just doesn't. That's being a bear sin. That's what it is. It's just a kick in the dick repeatedly, over and over, every week, same time generally, same six, yeah. seven hour window, every week. Yeah. And it's brutal. Every week. And it, and it's so, and honestly, like, I think if anything, both of us were on the opposite sides in our, in our mini rants there, or rants, rants, whatever. But like, what basically that just shows is that this organization just cursed, cursed to be in mediocrity forever. And did cursed to be this, I think it was Shane M put in the chat, like, oh, well you gave, you gave Jay Cutler three coaching staffs. And how did that work out? How, how'd that go? Like and and you're right too though, Kevin. Your points are also valid. That you that this is the best quarterback you've had in the building ever, and you just you're not doing anything. And the guys in the chat are true. Like you want to reteach and retool, despite the pieces not being there already. I guess I don't know. I just it's something new at least. Like that's like at least it's different. And like I don't. It's just like we're cursed as as fans of this dumb team. You're just cursed. You're screwed no matter what you do. Like, there's equal amounts of bottom-out potential no matter Correct. which avenue you take. You take you stick with fields for one more year and give them Ben Johnson, let's say. Equal chance that it bottoms out and goes poorly and you move on from fields the next year. Same amount of awfulness potential as if you bring in a rookie and maybe they're awful. And it's just either way, it's death. Either way, it's death. Regardless, yeah. it's just death no matter what you do. And that really sucks because as a fan, it just jades you and grinds you down and it's so stupid, but you know what we're going to do? We're still going to be here. And in whatever six months when it's time for the draft, no matter what you're doing, we're going to be here and we're going to get excited for rookies and we're going to be excited to talk about what this team maybe could be with Marvin Harrison Jr. and a new coaching staff and maybe a new quarterback. No matter, m- maybe Justin Fields still. Maybe you know what's probably going to happen? They're probably just going to do both. They're going to say, hey, we're going to draft Caleb Williams, but we're also going to give Justin Fields a one year contract and we're going to let them. Duke it out, and we're going to have a quarterback competition. And yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. is awesome. And we're going to try and find a steal at the offensive line in the second round, and we're going to sign some guys, too. We're going to sign a couple tackles. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to come in this building in June for a rookie minicamp, and you know what? Justin Fields is going to come for for voluntary work minicamp because they're going to duke it out. It's going to be the start of this competition. And you know what? Whoever comes out on top, that's how we know because it's you know iron sharpens iron, and then you're just <laughs> going to go 4 and 12 again, and 4 and 13 again, and it's going to oh, suck man. at Ass. and then Justin Fields, you're going to give Justin Fields one year, one more shot while the rookie learns behind him, you're Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams, and then you're just going to stunt their development because you oh. give Justin Fields one more chance in the hopes of trying to trade him, and then he stinks or is just average or is hurt again, and you can't trade him, and then you let him walk for nothing and then the rookie is all pissed off because he wasted a year, and then he's just going to stink too, and it's really going to suck, so I hope everybody's ready for that. Anyway...
1: Yeah, that would be hilarious. That way, I mean, it would be so bears. I, mean, I can't even rule that out. I think the thing that you said that kind of hit with me is like, you have, we have no faith as fans of this franchise. We're conditioned to believe that the different won't be different, right? That, right. you know, if you do clean the house and you do bring in something different, will it really be different? And that's, that's really the main reason. And that's the reason that I'm skeptical about, you know, moving on and like, you know, recognizing that you have something good, recognizing you know, the like, it's not that like Justin Fields, was a good prospect. Like Justin Fields has proven it in the NFL. And I think we all recognize that if he had the right situation around him, things could probably be good. Nonetheless, like, I just, you just, you just don't have the faith that if they restart from zero, like, I'd rather restart from, if it's out of 100, I'd rather restart from 20%. Uh, with some of the pieces that you have instead of restart from zero with nothing that's that's just you know recognize that you have some good in there and that's again why i'm frustrated about you know the whole jalen johnson thing because it feels like they're going to go back to zero and lose that guy too uh who's you know one of the top i think he's ranked second on pff right now uh top coverage corner in the nfl top three from a passer rating targeted standpoint like we all know the capabilities of jalen johnson and they're just going to let him walk out the door uh, or potentially trade him on October 31st tomorrow. Uh, we don't know. And it's just like, it, it, it's just frustrating. Real quick about Bayless Jones. Can you guess how many career yards he has?
0: Oh, God.
1: This is a fun <sighs> one.
0: Is this rushing and receiving or just receiving?
1: No, just receiving. I don't, I don't know.
0: <sighs> is it, the
1: number it, of it, receptions it, and the number of yards he has.
0: Is the yards double digits?
1: No. Oh, it's triple digits? But, it's triple digits, wow. but DJ Moore doubled his total this year.
0: God. In a so, like, uh, so, like, 107 or something?
1: Yeah, 116.
0: 10 oh receptions
1: for 116 yards for Vailus Jones. 10 receptions. Year. Um, 10? Yeah. 20, ten.
0: 25 games in the NFL, 10 receptions.
1: 10, ten receptions, oh and my 25 God. games. And this isn't a seventh-round pick Cinderella story. This isn't an undrafted rookie Cinderella story. This was a third-round pick.
0: Third-rounder. Lord.
1: And the only receiver you took in the in that draft, if I'm not mistaken. That's where we're at. Um, 10 receptions <laughs> for 116 yards. 10 receptions. 116 yards for a third round rookie in, tw- in how many games? Did we say it was 25, 25 A season and games. a half games. I mean, he probably didn't play in some of those, but 20 something probably.
0: 20-something. Still, yeah. I mean, oh my god. That's Do not let polls cook. Shane McCoy so says. Wrong. I like
1: and, and uh, yes, D- D- Donald Wright's amazing. You know, I guess you give polls credit for that, but it's a top ten pick. Pretty hard to miss on top ten picks. And I know there's gonna be people critical right. of them. Brisker Ask and god Gordon. We think they're good. Brisker and- yeah 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 right but again Rex i, I, Jones. I just, i'm getting i think and i just i just i think you're i think i'm gonna come more to the point of like i don't know if he should be around and i'm not out on ryan Poles yet i'm maybe i'm getting there Right. Um, because of some of these things, and because of you know the way that they've kind of built this narrative and everything, and yada yada yada. And I still remain firm in the belief that a lot of the talent that Polls acquires is not getting properly developed by the coaching staff, sure. and that is something you have to take into consideration. And I can't put all of that on Polls. I actually thought the free agent additions were were relatively decent. Of course, they neglected to go to some certain positions and allow Cody Whitehair to still be there and Lucas Patrick. But you know who oh. I, I don't. I mean. I thought those guys would have been better than they are, and and whatever. So I'm not out on polls yet, but I'm getting pretty damn close. Especially if they tra- if they trade Jalen Johnson, I am out. I am O U T yeah.
0: out. That would be um, anything, tough.
1: Real quick, can we give myself some credit? Um, <laughs> sure. I predicted thirty-one thirteen final score, Jake.
0: What was sure? the final score? You sure?
1: Thirty did. to thirteen. You Let's sure did. Go. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> i Wait, wait. Do we do we have a do we do we have quarterback lines? Can we read those?
0: We do. Uh so oh, let's go. I would have been very close on the yards if not for that forty-yard completion. I predicted oh. eighteen for twenty-five. 189 yards. We both predicted one touchdown. You predicted two interceptions, so you were right on that. You predicted 15 for 23 for 157 yards. So they threw, they ended up throwing way more than we thought, but also a lot of that was garbage time. So that kind of goes to it, but we were close. I mean, you got the interceptions and you got the score. Uh, If not for that stupid first completion, I would have been basically on with the yards and we were both off on the touchdown, which seems so bare minimum, but Zero. Well, did
1: I have rushing? Tu- did we have rushing touchdown? I, don't I think I think I might have had. Ru- I think I might have had rushing touchdown.
0: Uh, I only I have, have one down. touchdown written down. I don't know if you said rushing or not, but. I don't know. Also, I'm just looking right now, like the market for who the free agents on the offensive line are going to be upcoming. It okay. isn't super great. I mean, you have 36 year old Jason Kel- Kelsey, 33 year old Tyron Smith, 30 year old Andrews Pete. Thirty-eight-year-old Dwan Brown, thirty-three-year-old Kevin Zeitler. Okay, Con- Connor Williams is a free agent. That's not bad. Good. He's only he's twenty-six right now. It's not bad. Uh, Jonah Williams. Well, okay, so there there's some there's some options here at center and at tackle, which is big. Well, I guess we do really tackle, need a guard, probably. yeah. You really unless you move guard. Rex and Jones inside. No, uh, let's see, guards, <laughs> Lucas Patrick, eh. um, yeah, not not yeah. great. At, great options at center, which is big, but interior offensive line, not looking too hot. Don't really love that.
1: Yeah, again, I I mean, well, oh, we'll, we'll you speak. know, gonna,
0: you know who's going to be an unrestricted free agent?
1: Sam Mustafer.
0: No, unrestricted free agent and will be 27 years old, hmm. Illinois legend Nick Elgretti <laughs> oh, at God. guard. Is he any Super, good? Super Bowl winner. Su- Two-time Super Bowl. The Chiefs. Oh, but
1: he doesn't play.
0: Well, he plays sometimes. But anyway, that was, sometimes. anyway I digress. Yeah. How um, about, so, how yeah, about the
1: Chiefs? Yeah. What, Matt Nagy. Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. uh Broncos.
0: Uh-oh. Woo. Flu game. ruh Flu game. Um, all right. Do you got anything else here? Cause this was depressing.
1: No. Um, yeah, that really was depressing. Well, apologies to the listeners. I mean, <laughs> Often we try to uplift here on the bears nation podcast. At least I do. Jake, not so much. Uh, I don't have much uplifting. It's called balance. Uh, we don't, we don't have much uh, uplifting. Um, Hopefully Justin Fields comes back next week and hopefully you see a little bit of something from him. That's again, we're at that point where we lose games Justin plays well. That's uh the only exciting thing uh that we're looking for or the fact that they just like somehow rip off five in a row with Justin Fields playing well. I don't I don't know. I mean that that that's just where you're at. Shout out to the listeners in the chat all day, Jacob Pondadon, Shane McCoy, Obadiah Patterson, I am Scox, uh who else? Alberto Molina, Demon 1599. We feel your pain. I hope you feel (laughs) ours. We will get through it together. And at some point, I know somebody said it. uh, I believe it was Alberto Molina. He said the Bears will never win another Super Bowl. Just accept it. They will. The Bears will have their moment. Mm. They will have their time. They will win a Super Bowl. And we will be alive to see it. Uh, Bear (laughs) put me down. That's right.
0: We'll see ya, bear, bear. Put me down is really good, and I'm really upset I didn't think about it for think of it. First. We did it
1: last year. Remember, bear la- or, or put me cause, down
0: cause, is really good.
1: Who, who we did it last year? Who put it in the chat? Was it Shane that put it probably in the Shane
0: last year? again? I'm really upset I didn't think of that. Wow, yeah, you were upset that's last excellent. year. Excellent, that's really, really good. Well, on that note. Hope we were able to uh, get get some feelings out for some people today. Um, not a very fun episode, but we will be back on Wednesday. Hopefully should have some clarity about Justin Fields. If he's going to start against the Saints this upcoming week, we will, of course, keep you posted on that. Of course, if there's any trades that happen, we'll talk about that. So come back on Wednesday. We'll try to be a little bit more positive. Maybe we'll have some positive things to actually talk about injury-wise or maybe even contract-wise if Jalen Johnson gets extended. So like Kevin said, thank you to listeners, the viewers. You guys are great. Appreciate all the interaction. You guys are the best. So for myself, for Kevin, this has been Bears Nation Podcast. Bear put me down.